0: Welcome to Marvel Vision, a podcast about Marvel, the MCU, and Loki. I'm Alex. I'm <laughs> Justin. I'm a little bit higher.
1: I'm Pete. Uh, I'm Pete. Do you, Pete. Oh God! Stop! Please stop! Please, people's heads are exploding. Uh, we want to talk about your cool hip hat. Uh, how no, cool I don't
0: want to talk about uh, my hat, but I do want to talk about Loki episode three, Lamentis. That just dropped on <laughs> Disney Plus. Yep, Hopefully, that's you all, right. <laughs> that was perfect pronunciation. <laughs> oh my God. Hopefully, you all checked it out because we're going to jump into spoilers for the episode and talk all about it. If you haven't watched it, go and watch it now because. This, as usual with the show, was a big one. But broad overview, we've got Loki and Lady Loki, aka Sylvie, aka the Enchantress. I think uh, fairly- I
2: don't know. We can't say that for sure. They only use the word "enchant" <laughs> fifteen times in this episode, yeah. So we're not a hundred percent locked mm-hmm. into that. She like, might be
0: the Enchanter,
2: or something 100%. like that. Yeah. <laughs> Another
0: very famous Marvel character,
2: or ju- just like us at the top of this podcast, the who's? Uh, the lovely oh, little singers and wow.
0: mm. chant two's Boo.
2: beat. Two's take the higher note beat. and two's beat. Boo.
0: beat, beat Boo. <laughs> uh, is he saying twos or booze?
2: booze? I don't know, but that was booze, a much booze. lower note than we needed. Let me be
0: honest. <laughs> <laughs> so they are palling around. Uh, Not at all, actually. They're fighting and they're (laughs) sparring and uh, figuring out each other, as two Lokis are wont to do, and accidentally end up on an apocalyptic planet called Lamentus One that is about to explode. So they make their way across the planet to try to escape in various ways, figure out a little bit more each other. Uh, And at the end of the episode, they are trapped on the dying planet. So... I think just to start off, this was a really good series. It was a weird way to end it, but it ended in a big fashion with a big scene, and I really appreciated that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, first off, it starts with sick beats, and someone with cool hats would know sick beats when they hear it, right? I mean, did you like that intro? I loved sick
0: beats. That's my favorite song. That's what it's called, right? Yeah, sick sick beats. No, it's not at all. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I'm i kidding. I know this is the third of six, six episodes. Uh, this was great. I thought this was my favorite episode of the show so far. I thought Sofia Du Martino as Sylvie was excellent. Really nope. liked her rapport with Tom Hiddleston. And the action was so good in this episode.
2: Yeah, I think great action uh, in, <laughs> over the course of a number of sequences, especially that last one. Um, a lot of just falling objects uh which are terrifying this episode to me had a lot of big mando energy very mandalorian vibes to me um i guess that makes loki a sort of a baby yoda figure here um, in a lot of (laughs) ways uh so it was an interesting turn from our more chatty episodes um that kicked off the season gotta say i do miss uh some owen wilson in here Mm -hmm. um Because this this felt like it could be a complete uh, different series almost.
0: Well, we talked about that a little bit, that Michael Waldron, the creator of the show, or I guess head writer is what they call them at Marvel, of the show really wanted to give it a different feel every episode. So I think you're absolutely right. I mean, there's a little bit of Western vibes with the train, with the town, with the old lady, with the shotgun, with everything that's going on here. Um, So, yeah, you're going to get some of that Mando stuff. It was like canon. And I agree with you that we did miss Owen Wilson here, but I also think this is a really important episode for establishing Sylvie as a character in her relationship with Loki and finding out that she's maybe not exactly the villain here so much as Mm. just another Loki who is doing things.
1: Yeah, a Loki who's trying to, uh, you know, um, get away from these time variant people, you know?
2: Well, I mean, this goes to sort of the enchantress um, of it all that we were referencing earlier. There's a line in here. What I think this show does or is doing is telling us what it is in very subtle ways, but being very direct about it. Um, Lady uh, Lady Loki enchantress has a line, I'm not you. And mm-hmm. that's what she could just be saying, like, I'm not like you. But I think what she's saying is I'm not a Loki. I'm something else. This I'm just wearing a headpiece and everyone thinks I'm a Loki, <laughs> but that's not how yeah. we. That's not how clothes work. Anyone can wear mm-hmm. clothes and it's not like oh wait you, what but,
0: right. Well, Pete. right now I'm wearing a hat, so I'm Pete.
2: Yeah, That's yes. super clear, uh, super percent.
0: Uh,
1: that's I, why I, I liked one. she was like. Yeah, don't call me Loki. She was like, don't call me that, and he was like, what? What? A uh, uh, tech savvy? And she was like, no, Loki. And I was like. Uh, that's, I thought that was cool. She's either uh, very touchy about it or, you know,
0: um, uh, just trying to be an opposite of Loki. No, I, I think Justin's right. I think they're being very straightforward here. We're going, uh, this is potentially getting into spoilers, but it seems like we're going to find out about Sylvie's backstory in the next episode. Kaylee Fleming, who plays Judith, on The Walking Dead right now, not the baby version, but the slightly grown up version is mm. going to be playing. I'd love to, to see a
2: baby in here.
0: Yeah, I, I would love low-key babies. That would be a great yeah. variant. Oh, my God. So stop. much fun. Stop it. Little baby Owen Wilson going, wow, wow, wow.
2: Stop. Very funny. Now, anyway, that's, the impression, <laughs> now that's the impression we've been waiting to do is baby. Owen. Oh, <laughs> not sure how useful it is yeah, how in the future. It,
0: I, I did it for SNL. They were like, hey, what three characters do you have? And I said, they're
2: all baby Owen Wilson. <laughs> yeah, baby Owen Wilson, baby Luke Wilson, and baby the other Wilson brother that no one knows the name of.
0: Yeah, and they said, oh, okay, well, that doesn't make any sense. Could you do baby Wilson the uh, volleyball? volleyball. From... There we go.
2: Yeah, there yep. we go. It took me baby volleyballs <laughs> are actually golf balls. Did you know that? Huh? It's not true. That's a really it good idea. It is true. It's no, no, <laughs> that's not they, true. They grow up and they get a <laughs> little softer. softer. They get yeah. softer as
1: they get older? Yeah, oh, exactly.
0: wow. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Kelly Fleming for The Walking Dead is going to be playing young Sylvie in the next episode, reportedly. So I do think we're going to get a flashback there. And certainly there's a lot of questions that get raised by that conversation they have on the train of Mm -hmm. she clearly doesn't know who Frigga is, uh, Loki's mom. She doesn't seem to have been adopted by Odin. She may not even know Asgard. She doesn't really give up. Any information other than the fact that she knows how to enchant people and describing how to do that later in the episode they're walking. So I think to your point, Justin, she certainly could still be Loki. Like, and I think we will find out in some respect she is Loki, but also she's not. She's something else. There's something else going on here.
2: Loki's not who you are. It's sort of the way you are. Uh, Ooh, perhaps wow. we're learning here, and I, I think that it's telling the sort of big clue we get dropped at the end of the episode that um, the TVA has been stealing variants out of um, timelines and uh, making them work at the TVA. Uh, it feels like there's so they're going to be the big bad here, and it feels like there's going to be some way that um, Sylvie was emotionally wronged uh, by the TVA and there's going to be a a reckoning, I think, there. Yeah,
0: whether it was something that specifically happened with the TVA or they erased her timeline or she was a variant or something like that, certainly, again, I think, yes, we're definitely going to find out more stuff. Also, a little note on that. love the beginning of the episode, like Pete was talking about earlier, where we got to see that uh, Hunter character in her life before she was in the TVA. I think it also indicates... Just to throw out something, it certainly indicates that maybe Owen Wilson, whoever he was before the TVA, maybe he had something to do with jet skis,
2: you know?
1: Whoa, he was the jet ski salesman, Mm -hmm. and then Loki brain-freezed him. Oh, wow, that's crazy. Or maybe
2: he was our timeline's Owen Wilson, who no doubt owns one or more jet skis in his life. Right. There's
0: actually only Mm -hmm. supposed to be one Wilson brother. So what? Owen is the variant they took about at the
2: timeline. Wow, how dare you. Wow, <laughs> how dare you. Luke Wilson is the prime Wilson. Oh, holy shit. You just changed, you just uprooted Hollywood with that statement.
1: <laughs> uh I do really like the uh back and forth between Sylvie and Loki and this kind of who can trust who type of thing and also like the way that he was like wait 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 tell me about your mother you know like that was cool to see loki start to care a little bit and then see him to get derailed by someone being like asking him what love is you know and then he has to be like well wait i gotta drink some more and then comes up with love is like a dagger which you know did not hold up at all
2: No, you don't buy it. I felt like that was this series. Grief is just love persevering in a pretty intense way. Uh, Sort of a more complicated metaphor and probably not setting off a Twitter firestorm. But
0: But, they uh, did a really good job. And this is, I think, points to what's working about the tone of the show of throwing that uh, grief persevering moment out there and then immediately undercutting it with a joke, which worked very well. So you could you could read that as this is this show's focus on this is what love is. This is how it works. Or you could take it as it is wildly wrong and it doesn't make any sense. And I think either interpretation is okay.
2: Well, and I also, to me, I took from that sequence that this series is about like, I'm staying this big statement and it's all bullshit. Like it feels like the, the everyone is lying to everyone in this show. Um, But at the core, we're hoping, I think, that we boil down and find out that Loki and maybe a lot of these characters, including Sylvie, are good at their core, just trying to try to do the right thing in the most mischievous way possible.
0: Well, I think that comes to one of my favorite relatively subtle, relatively subtle, excuse me, uh, moments in the episode is when Loki basically manipulates the situation so that they can try to save the arc. Like, ostensibly, it's so they can save themselves, but there's a moment, the way Tom Hiddleston delivers the line, where he's basically saying, oh, I, I guess we could save everybody in the arc and take them to safety and change the timeline. That would really help us, right? Eddie frames it that way, but it's clearly not completely that. There's a part of him that does want to save these people, doesn't feel right leaving them behind, and that doesn't make him a hero. At best, he's an anti-hero, but certainly he has a strain of that that we see throughout this episode.
2: Yeah, and that also sort of—he's so goofy in this episode, and he's such a goober. Like he (laughs) uh, he fucks up a lot, and like when he's pretending to be the cop, (coughs) the like sort of. Uh, blue blue outfit cop he was so weird it was so like yeah so broad and i don't know what are those i don't know what those choices say about him or the show is he pretending to be bad at everything because even the loki this timeline loki who just lost in the avengers movie he's still a little savvier than that Mm -hmm. than what we're seeing here
0: I don't know. I think it could go either way. Either he's been completely thrown off his game by everything that's happened, or he is playing a crazy long game and we're going to have a sixth episode reveal of going back through all the episodes and laying out his plan and seeing what he's been doing the entire time.
1: Well, I do think that he was just kind of playing her a little bit to find out that kind of like key bit information. I mean, it was like late in the episode when we finally got the reveal that, uh, you know, Everybody who works there hasn't been working there. They're, they weren't like born to work at that place. Uh, so that was kind of like his kind of moment of like, aha, I finally
0: got the thing that I needed from you type. Maybe it's also pointing to just a meta structural writer thing of the way Loki's plans have played out in the MCU so far. Is there 90% improvisation where he doesn't have anything planned out further than one or two steps ahead and just manages to get very lucky and the only person who could really notice that and point that out is another loki Uh
2: yeah again someone just wearing a tiny little hat basically Mm -hmm. Uh, it it proves that they're a loki if i was wearing that hat i'd be loki
1: yeah Uh, how, how did you guys feel about the firework moments like, uh, it seems like in Marvel projects, like, I, I wish I was wearing a hat right now to prove how much I love Marvel. But, like, uh, <laughs> Marvel loves fireworks as punchlines. You know, you saw it in uh, Thor Ragnarok. Um, there was a lot of fun firework bits. But then, kind of like Loki being like, you know, my mom told me I could do anything and does the little fireworks in his hands it was, it was very sweet and adorable.
2: Um, I once, uh, had a firework go off of my hand, and it was not a sweet moment. Oh, that's
1: <laughs> tough. That's it was
2: tough. awful. Uh, it exploded. I was th- reeling back to throw it, uh, and it exploded my hand. Split wow. my finger open like a little hot dog.
0: Wow. Oh, man. Did you put
2: uh,
1: ketchup and mustard in there? What was your what was I it would.
2: It? I would never put ketchup on a hot dog <laughs> or my hand. It looks like a hot dog, and I think you know that.
1: Well, it's a good thing you have two. You know what I mean? That's why they give you two.
2: And even though it was bleeding, hot dogs in or it, hands? What do hands, hands. <laughs> I also have two hot dogs. Um, even what? though it was bl- the blood coming out of my hand looked like ketchup. And I, despite <laughs> despite the pain I was in, I was like, this is not how I would enjoy this
0: meat snack. Uh, a little extra pain. I like that. Yeah. I would like you it. have been happier if your finger got split up and it just
2: yellow? juice start pouring out. Yeah, Listen, if you
0: got a little yellow little zigzag when, pattern
2: when I when I get that magic lamp I've been questing for yeah mm-hmm. I will mm-hmm. finally be able to make good on that wish Alex and bleed mustard as I've so been saying
0: <laughs> been saying for years I could see yeah. no monkey paw style repercussions for that yeah no.
2: None, I, I said my fir- my three wishes are bleed mustard uh, <laughs> go on uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> please go on please go
1: on I would love to as Sweat you always relish. said Here are the other
2: two. Sweat relish and pea pickles. I want a pea pickle.
1: (laughs) That's got to be painful, man. Not pickle juice. You said pickles.
2: That's why I mean that, because I love pickles. I love pickles. Oh, my God.
1: That's so awful. Uh, Yeah, I can't even...
2: So, um, yes. <laughs> I, I have a question. You've ruined but...
1: pickles for me. I think, I think I'm think i done wow, with That pickles. was the thing that, that ruined pickles.
2: Yeah. That's insane. Well, you, you'd be happy with your fucking trash condiment ketchup for the rest of your life. Uh, yes, happily. Th- Alex, you have to answer this because I don't watch this program I'm about to say. Um, is this episode, and maybe this show in general, sort of a Doctor Who uh, audition tape? for a lot of these characters?
0: <laughs> I, I, I think there's definitely threads of that, certainly. You know, the thing about Doctor Who that maybe you're pulling out from vague knowledge of it is that every episode is its own standalone adventure, and at least with the modern ones, they'll have uh, some sort of overarching thing happen over the course of the season that lightly plays throughout and usually comes <laughs> to bear with the season finale or something like that. Um, but yeah, the, the humor, certainly the way... Uh, Tom Hiddleston is playing Loki in this episode where it is a little wilder and all over the place. It's not as big as the doctor is on that show, but there's certainly a sense of that. Uh, And I don't know. I mean, it's also possible like there's a pretty famous David Tennant Doctor Who episode where they are on a train. So maybe there's some seeds of that in there. But It's as much Doctor Who as I think it's Rick and Morty. You know, Michael Waldron worked Mm. on Rick and Morty. And certainly like there's some senses there in terms of the sense of humor. A lot of people have pointed out that all of the Lokis feels a lot like the Council of Ricks, which is on Rick and Morty, (laughs) which is just a multiversal uh, collection of Ricks and Mortys who are working to protect the multiverse. So Uh, you certainly got a little
2: sense of that. Let's say that I believe the inspiration for that idea came from the Council of Reeds from mm-hmm. Marvel Comics' uh, Fantastic Four. So there's a lot of uh, real jazz yeah. happening the here. The thing
0: that I think is working for me about Loki, though, is that it has a sense of that Doctor Who. It has a sense of Rick and Morty. It has a sense of, like, the MCU, obviously. But it really is forming its own tone and becoming its own thing, both through the way it's shot, through the dialogue, through everything. And I'm really enjoying that.
1: I Yeah. I just, when I kind of, like, there are certain moments in the episode that kind of, like, stuck with me and I'm having a hard time with. Like, for one, Loki went back for knives instead of going to Eugene's desk for, I don't know, a couple handful of infinity stones. Like, that part was, like, I I first off appreciate going back for the knives, you know what I mean? You got a weapon of choice, that's what you go with. But, like, you know, I was... You know, like there's just Infinity Stones and, and Eugene's desk. just But chilling. they
0: don't matter. We've already established in, the in series, this
1: world. But once yeah. you go
0: into another timeline, they're back to mattering. But he wasn't planning on that. He was planning on confronting Sylvie or going with her to confront the Time Masters. So he wouldn't have needed the Infinity Stones. Knives, on the other hand, good to have.
2: Yeah. Yeah, course, love you is can't a dagger, like, man. I was going to say, you can't say love is an Infinity Stone. It kind of is, though. Interesting. Which one? Oh the I Heartstone. Oh there there you go. Turn on your heartstone. <laughs> uh yeah, I mean I think that's a good point, Alex. Like this this show is sort of scooping up a lot of different tones and and building it around a character like Loki that is so fun, loved, and, and with enough uh sort of for lack of a better term variation like he can be sort of a hero he can be sort of the the very stock villain and charting a new path with it I think is, is nice and it also like let's talk about the visuals mm-hmm. it's beautifully beautifully made this this episode and this show <laughs>
0: that last tracking shot i mean i know it was faked a little bit but that last (laughs) shot as they're running through the collapsing city so good so well staged so much fun i'm gonna say something that i know pete is gonna yell at me for but my big takeaway watching this episode is it felt like this show and this episode in particular is putting falcon and winter soldier to shame oh come on and the reason i say that is that should be the high standard for action in the Disney plus MCU shows. And it's not right now. That's looking okay. for me. Like no, the fight no. scenes throughout the episode okay. were great. That tracking shot was great. Loved it. Okay. This is, okay. this is
2: Pete bait. This is Pete bait. Pete. It is Pete
0: bait. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Pete, first off- That's a
2: big old Pete worm up there. That's a so- hot dog covered in ketchup. And I don't know if you want to bite into it.
0: <laughs> listen.
2: First I'm going to off- be honest. It's actually my finger and it's covered in mustard. <laughs> uh, I'm still. <laughs> All right.
1: Listen. I still think that that last shot we talked about it. Those shot that was fake. It looked like they were on a sound stage. We saw a ship that they were never going to get to. Newsflash:
2: They are on a sound (laughs) stage.
1: None of the other shows have have, gave us that kind of like this is is not as well uh, production wise as the other one. So uh, you can't. That pulled me right out of it. So tracking shot, great. But like, if it doesn't look like a real ship that they're going to get to. Uh, I'm not buying into what's happening. But when Falcon did a spin move and threw the shield through that fucking glass and then to reveal, go
0: fuck yourself. All right. That was unbelievable. Like flying through the air. Mm -hmm. I did. You are right. I liked when Falcon looked at Batroc and said, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) was pretty <laughs> edgy, but the, I agree with hero. you. the
1: fight The fight sequences in this episode were fantastic. Really great moves, some fantastic stuff. I loved it. Um, it, it looked really great.
2: Um, it really you can't set, setting, say, It's setting the bar for the no. Marvel action. That's what you, I think I'm saying. Yeah. What you're nope. saying?
0: Mm-hmm. no. Yeah, we're all saying the same
2: thing. Nope. Yep. Yep.
0: yep couple of other things that I wanted to talk to you guys about. This is sort of a 2 prong thing because this is uh, one of the biggest moments in the episode that we haven't really talked about yet. Um, So let's talk about this thing first. Uh, Loki is – come out is the wrong word, but uh, is noted as canonically bisexual, Mm -hmm. uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, The line, in case you missed it, is – Sylvie, I was about to call her Lady Loki. Sylvie says, How about you call her prince? Must have been she'll come for me, must have been would-be princesses or perhaps another prince. And he says, A bit of both, I suspect, same as you. And right. the director of all the episodes, Kate Herron, who has been awesome on Twitter, and everybody should check her out because yeah. she's been putting great Easter eggs and other things out there that have been super fun, said very early this morning, uh, From the moment I joined Loki official, it was very important to me and my goal to acknowledge Loki was bisexual. It is a part of who he is and who I am, too. I know this is a small That's step, awesome. but I'm happy and heart is so full to say that this is now canon in hashtag MCU. Uh, which I thought was great. You know, yeah. Disney has taken a lot of flack for the teeny tiny steps that it has taken towards LGBTQ plus representation in particular. We were just talking about this on our live show. Yeah. But it was nice to see this. This is, again, a small step, but it's an important one, particularly with a character as prominent as Loki.
1: Did You, you probably wanted to switch to your mouse ears for that statement. I'm surprised you kept the Marvel hat on.
0: Oh no, they're under there. They're like tiny oh, little. Okay, I okay, got cool, them cool. grafted.
1: On.
2: Yeah, you know yeah. how it's, mice can yeah, grow human ears. It's I, hard I, to I take like, you seriously when you
1: You have something on your head that is like I'm yeah. selling out my opinion. Oh,
0: do you want me to flip it up? Like, oh, like oh. Look, at, look, how cool you are. Hey, wow. cool kids. You like, a uh, communication. You look like a different human. <laughs> and
2: let me say, I, I also find it amazing and horrifying to imagine f- like skin Mickey mouse ears, like fully <laughs> organic black skin discs uh, coming out of your head. Yeah. Oh my, uh, I'm getting my Mickey mouse ear pierced. It's horribly painful.
0: Sam, Sam Raimi is actually rebooting the Mickey mouse series and in it, he's going to have organic Mickey mouse ears. Oh, man.
2: Yeah. Classic. <laughs> Classic yes. Raimi. Um, I agree with you. I thought it was uh, cool. And just, like, an easy move. Like, that's the mm-hmm. character. That's the yep. character from the comics. Like, so like it would be much harder to not have done that, and I'm glad they just did it.
0: On the flip side of things, though, what do you think is going on with the relationship between Loki and Sylvie? Because I feel like that's something that you could read in a couple of different ways, that they're just sort of feeling each other out as to Lokis. Maybe it's a begrudging friendship-slash-partnership, or potentially it felt like there could weirdly be something romantic going on there. How did you um, take it?
2: I found it enchanting, I think is the only <laughs> word I could use. Uh, I mean, if the car- if Sylvie is the enchantress, like I think we're going to, uh, that's like her whole power set is sort of uh, getting people, using emotions to get people. And we saw her do that, that the way her um, enchanting powers work is going in through uh, the other, the TVA soldiers emotions um, and, and clicking in on that. So I do think that's what is maybe happening here as a tool of manipulation, the same way that Loki's manipulating everyone. As far as real emotions between the two, I feel like there's a begrudging respect and sort of a like, like when two um, card counters meet each other at the um, blackjack table
1: they, uh, they get They get pissed and then try to be like, no, I was here first. No, no, no. You, they they you both go. start
0: dealing. They just like start dealing cards. It's a yeah, classic deal off. They bring their own cards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So nothing um, romantic, you don't think, Justin? I, don't
1: think I, so. I feel like there's a little will they won't they magic going on. Um but we got to find out who she is first or whatever before we can have any uh any kind of
0: uh, what's going on. So as we'll a follow up, if you were single, just in the scenario you're single, would you date a female version of yourself? Pete? Mm. No, that would be awful. <laughs> she
1: has a full beard. Yeah. How does that help? But thank you for throwing that in <laughs> no
2: there. Problem. I let me say I wouldn't date a female version of myself. I would date a female Pete though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's really
2: weird. I feel like I feel like I could really the the, the table is set for that romance. That, that will they, won't they? Oh my god.
0: I would love to see it. I would love to uh, have you come over to my blackjack table and have a classic deal off with both of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A couple of other quick little Easter eggy type things I wanted to mention. Lamentus One is actually a planet from the comics. It only very briefly appears, but an Annihilation Conquest prologue number one from 2007. And mm. it has the same purple coloring. So there you go. They really capture nice. the look of it. I think we talked if about this last If they put
1: a one after your planet, it's not going to last long because there's a two coming and they had to label yeah, yeah. that one one. Or a
0: junior. I don't know. Depending on yep. how you <laughs> want to <I> call it.
2: <laughs> I live on Earth Junior. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's where wow.
0: Jeff Bezos is heading. He's going to land on yeah. Earth oh, Junior oh pretty soon. God. That's very exciting. Yeah.
2: Everything's just a little bit smaller.
0: <laughs> we talked about this, I believe, the last episode, but Sylvie, the name here, was actually the Enchantress number two, who was, a, I believe, a regular human girl given Enchantress powers by Loki as she joined Avengers Academy. Uh, I don't think we're going to see this exact story there or anything like that. I, it, to me, it seems like they're mishmashing a bunch of things. They're taking the Sylvie name. They're taking Enchantress powers. They're putting out a Loki. But again, I guess we'll see next episode.
2: But I, w- I would argue that I think she's, as we learned in this episode, she learned her powers. I think she will be a normal human and not mm. a god of any kind. Someone who has powered up to get revenge or take down the TVA because of whatever they did to her or someone she cares about.
1: It feels weird that you're saying normal human. Wouldn't you just say human? Like she would just be human?
2: Like a human junior. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, a yeah. whopper junior. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got you.
0: Yeah. Another oh. Easter egg that popped up in this episode was Loki saying another and smashing his glass, which you might remember was the same thing that Thor did in a yep. classic uh, diner scene in the first Thor movie. Um, so that's just a thing they do when they're done with their drinks. So that was yep. a, a super fun one. And uh, the last one that I wanted to mention, Pete, I don't know if you picked up on this, but the two soldiers who are waiting by the train who they end up enchanting – Their names, uh, the names of the characters were Corporal Hicks and Private Hudson, who, of course, are Michael Bean and Bill Paxton's characters from Aliens. Nice. Which is kind of a weird Easter egg, but fun anyway. Yeah, that's cool. That is a very tiny Easter egg. uh, It's game over, man. Game Game over. over, man. I'm surprised they didn't say that at any point. So there you go. Before we move on and start to wrap up here, any other thoughts about the episode, moments that you wanted to call out?
2: Great line. I can't go backwards on a train. Very funny little moment there. Yeah, the form.
1: I yeah, there was a lot of great lines in this episode. Um, I already pointed out the tech savvy line, but the uh, she goes, you are in my way. And Loki responds, you are my way. I thought that was pretty cool.
0: Was really good. Episode last thing we're going to do here. Let's turn to our vision board where we look ahead at what we want to see. In episode four of the series, I'll just start since I've said mine already, but I'm very excited to see Kelly Fleming as young Sylvie, if that does indeed happen. Um, I think that'll be very interesting how they handle the backstory. Will it be a full episode thing? Will it be just a little flash at the beginning, like we saw with Sylvie with regular age Sylvie there. Uh, and will she be called Sylvie Jr.? That's my big question. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I, I want to see a good choice just to show, like Whopper Jr. You're like, mm-hmm. you know what you're getting. You know what you're exactly. getting here. It's a Whopper, but smaller. Pete, mm-hmm. what about you? What's
0: on your vision board for the next episode?
1: I need to know what the fuck is going on with the three lizards, all right? We need to just either say it's not real or something because it's, uh, it's driving me crazy. But I'm also hoping we get a little flashback to Owen Wilson's life where he's, he's younger Maybe he's got a Marvel hat and just is is a little less than what he becomes later. You know what I mean? Wow. <laughs> that really took me on a roller coaster of
0: emotions there, Pete.
1: Yeah.
2: For those of you who aren't watching this, uh, Alex went, ah, happy to be included and then instantly sour. <laughs> <laughs> sour to be made fun of. It was mm. a real Loki level roller coaster. Um, I agree with you, Pete. I definitely want to hear about the lizards. My prediction, yeah. uh, once again, there's going to be a fish tank. With three lizard pets in there, and that's where the lizard, uh, the the timekeepers came from. Weird prediction. Wow. I, I've imagined it. Wow. I don't think we're gonna get that next episode. I think next episode we're gonna get Owen Wilson back. I think we're gonna end next episode with Owen Wilson, maybe even starting to question the timekeepers as we get move forward and take down this big organization. And, and of on course, no
0: we didn't talk about it earlier, but we got a teeny tiny little bit of Ravona again and she seems like a total badass, but I really I think by this point we need to see more of her and what's going on with her because you brought this up in an earlier episode Justin, but she just seems like this daggling thing that's kind of over here that we haven't really fleshed out yet, so it'll be interesting and I would like to see how how she's working with the timekeepers, what her role is actually in the TVA um, going forward.
2: She's the big bad. That's my predict. Mm. And of course, I'm always looking forward in my vision, uh, my vision board for, uh, to meet female Pete. (laughs) Oh my God. uh, Petra (laughs) is her name. (laughs)
0: If you'd like to support this podcast Patreon.com slash comic book club Also we do a live show every Tuesday night At 7pm to Crowdcast and YouTube come hang out We would love to chat with you about Loki iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher Or the app of your choice to subscribe, follow And listen to the show At Marvel Vision Pod on Twitter, Instagram And Facebook Comicbookclublive.com for this podcast And many more Until next time, stay marvelous
2: Stay marvelous (laughs) Stay marvelous Please Please stop. Higher Pete. Bring me that higher (laughs) Pete.